good morning to you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning on a crisp and cool first Saturday in December. Oh, my. I don't know where November went. And uh, I guess we made it through, but goodness, already in the final month of 2023. And then we hit 2024 and started all over again. But my goodness, yeah, it's uh, time is certainly uh, moving along here. Before you know it, it'll be Christmas in another, oh my goodness, 23 days. Ugh. Wow. Again, I don't know where, where the time has flown by, but it's, it, uh, it certainly has. I thought when you get older, you, just, you know, time kind of, you know, things slow down a little bit. You, you know, you kind of throttle back. A, a, ah, forget that. <laughs> no way. Ah, uh, my goodness. All sorts, all sorts of things uh, going on and happening here. We've been wrapping up the, uh, the, the gun deer season and, you know, and now I'm, I'm, you know, I, uh, for those of you who haven't listened before anyway, but I, my primary job uh, during the, the week is over uh, at the TV station in, in La Crescent there. And of course, you know, you, you got to drive across the, I, I live in La Crosse, so I, you drive across the pike and, you know, you get the, I can see the ice already forming on the, uh, uh on the water over there on the, the, on the pike and, uh. So yeah, we'll talk a little little bit about that because yeah, it's you know gonna talk a little bit about uh, ice safety, but I, you know, um, really, we're not that far off. And and I, although I am kind of wondering this year what, uh, um, you know, I mean, I know we've had some some cold nights anyway, but and and looking at the forecast, we will. But my goodness, see the uh, uh, daytime temperatures are still going to be, you know. 10, 12 degrees above freezing. So I don't know if we're going to see ice really anytime soon or not. I, I mean, I, I, let, let me, I'll rephrase that. Usable ice anytime soon. So uh, you certainly want to, uh, to, to be careful about that. I honestly don't know how thick the ice is, but I sure can't believe that uh, it's anywhere near uh, safe levels really anywhere. And certainly if there's any kind of current, and, and like I said, looking at the, the forecast here, we're going to uh, maybe see a little bit of snow here and there. And, and again, some nights, uh, you know, below freezing, but we got rain in the forecast. Uh, you know, I'm like, wow. So, yeah, definitely uh, got to keep safety in mind. But, you know, it, for for those of you, and I still see, I'm still seeing a few few boats out there. And, you know, the, the, the diehard anglers are still... Uh, getting out there, so we'll uh, we'll drop this in. I and and I was hoping to find out uh, yesterday if the I'm guessing barge season is still kind of going on, but pretty uh, pretty close to to winding up. But I mean, you know, and and I think they've dropped. I'm speculating here, but I'm guessing they probably dropped the river a little bit just because of the uh, less barge traffic anyway, big boats that kind of thing. Uh, but right now. Uh, we're sitting at about four six this morning, which uh, uh, is down from four seven a couple of days ago. So I mean, just not a lot of uh, not a lot of fluctuation. We just haven't had um, there just hasn't been that much you know precipitation to the north that that's uh, that's flowed down to uh, to our area here. And 
Um, I mean, I think it's uh, it's pretty quiet. But again, yeah, you know, you just I'm, I'm seeing some, uh, still seeing a few boats out there, and although it's uh, probably a, you know cool, a little cool out there uh, riding around in the boat. You know, I mean, yeah, temperatures. You know, I mean, I'm looking at the week here. Um, couple of days, you know, we're going to see temperatures mid-40s, a little bit of a breeze, but if you can, you know, work your way to some of the, uh, you know, backwaters or find some, you know, land, tree, whatever, to, to kind of block the wind, I don't know, not bad out there, you dress up, you know, you wear your ice fishing gear or something like that, and, you know, away you go. I think you can still get out there and catch a few and We'll, uh, we'll get to the fishing report here in a moment, but let me finish the uh, just kind of looking at the, the conditions here. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, with the, with the, the lower water, the flow is, is down here. Now everything is in the uh, uh, pretty much in the, in, in the low teens, really. Um, Alma, which is always kind of, uh, always has a, a lower flow there at 9,400. But, uh, you know, um, Minnesota City's at 10,8. Uh, Winona's at... Uh, 11.8, 12.4 at Trempolo, 12.7 at Dresbach, Genoa's at 12.8, Lynxville's at 15.4, but again, really just not much uh, in in the way of of really any major kind of current uh, flowing in uh, our neck of the woods here too. And temperatures have uh, finally uh, sort of, I want to say bottomed out, but uh, have finally come down anyway. If I remember correctly, we were, I think, somewhere in the 40-degree range. I you know, got to write this stuff down. Um, but right now, we're, you know, we're looking at temperatures in the, the mid-30s pretty much across the board. Almost at 37, um, but everything else is, is uh, uh, below that. Uh, Dresback's at, at 35, Genoa's at 33, Lynxville's 36. So we're... We're getting pretty much to the uh, uh, the bottom of things here as far as uh, uh, water temperatures and whew. yeah, which you know again will tie in with that uh, ice safety here. I'm like, yeah, um, on a hot summer day, a nice cold drink, you know, sounds good, but uh, taking a bath in it, no, mm-mm, not uh, uh, I, I, I it, it, it's a great cause or whatever, but, you know, kind of taking that polar plunge thing is, is not, um, and credit all the people that, that do that fundraiser every year, but, um, that's, that's voluntary. The involuntary stuff of, of, uh, jumping in the water when it's, it's that cold is, uh, or, or falling into the water, heaven forbid, uh, it, yeah, that's just not, not my idea of, uh, of a lot of fun, uh, by any <clears throat> stretch of the imagination here, so. But, um, you know, fishing is, uh, is okay. Um, I'm, you know, I, I think, you know, <clears throat> I don't have a lot of great reports for you this morning to, uh, uh, to share with you here, but, um, I think part of that has to do with, um, just, I, there just aren't, you know, as many people hanging out, uh, on the water anymore. It's just with the changing seasons here and, and, you know, uh, unless you're a really diehard angler, excuse me, um, I don't think you're going to uh, uh, 
see a whole lot of fishing pressure here until uh, we get some ice to uh, head out on here. And just it's it's just pretty quiet, and um, I, you know, not for nothing because you know the fishing isn't uh, isn't all that great in a lot of ways here. Uh, some things are are doing pretty well. Uh, some things aren't. So fair to Midland, I guess maybe is the way you could kind of put that here. Uh, the the panfish bite is um, okay. Haven't seen a lot of reports for uh, for bluegills, um, but I think they've pretty much moved into their wintering areas. Um, you can still catch them. It's just been uh, kind of quiet here, and I, I kind of was expecting that we we would see a bit of a a drop off here as we get um, sort of make this this fall to winter transition here, and, and I think we're we're kind of into that now from everything that I've uh, uh, gathered here as far as uh, my fishing reports this morning. Uh, the perch bite, uh, perch and crappie are are you know still doing okay. Um, I, I you know we'll, I think we'll see <clears throat> you know a little bit more uh, activity from them. For a little bit yet, but you know we'll we'll see that sort of uh, slow down until we get a, again the fish kind of get into that uh, winter uh, feeding pattern, if you will. But um, they're pretty much shallow uh, yet, um, and I think uh, if we uh, you know still see some uh, and and again looking at the forecast here, I think you know for the next several days. Um, yeah, we'll have some clouds, but there, there's going to be some sunshine in there too. And, you know, they, they'll be working shallow as long as the, uh, the food sources stay in there and, you know, they can find the little bugs and critters on the, uh, weeds and, and, and whatnot, and maybe finding, uh, uh, little minnows to, uh, to chow down on, you know, um, but yeah, I, I mean, guys have been catching them in six, eight feet of water. Minnows primarily, uh, which, <clears throat> again, not terribly surprising uh, at uh, this point in the season. So, yeah, a, a jig and a minnow, I think you can, um, you know, you, you work some of those weed line areas if you're uh, looking for uh, looking for the perch. Uh, there'll be schools of them moving around in, on, in those areas, but uh, the crappies are where you normally would find crappies. You know, the... the uh, the brush and timber areas, um, again, looking to, uh, to a certain extent, a little bit of a current break. They're looking for protection, uh, but then they're also looking for uh, those schools of minnows that are trying to do the, the, the same thing. And uh, so, but again, um, reports I'm seeing, you know, six, eight feet of water for, uh, uh, for both in their respective habitats here. But, um, you know, just, I, I think, at this point in the season, yeah, you could try some some artificials and, and whatnot, but I, I think your best bet is going to be uh, uh, live bait with with some uh, some crappie minnows. And I think if, you know, again, if you uh, manage to to find them, uh, I think you can do uh, uh, fairly well. But yeah, they're they're doing uh, doing okay. Uh, some of the other species. Uh, walleye bite has been, uh, walleye and sauger bite has been kind of, uh, kind of slow uh, the last several days here. Um, 
catching a few at uh, just um, up by the locks and dams. Um, you know, pretty much uh, the presentations have, have kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, you can, uh, um, I think guys have been primarily catching them on just, uh, just you know, some vertical jigging, a, a jig and a minnow combination, um, or uh, maybe working some kind of a, a, a three-way rig. Um, that's primarily it. So, you know, you're not going to be necessarily very um, aggressive in your, your presentations. Um, you know, it, it's just, you know, you're kind of putting it there and, and um, I guess, kind of taking a crapshoot. Crapshoot, it's, it's um, <clears throat> you know, on, on how active the fish are going to be. But, you know, if you mark them, hey, you know, drop a line and, 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 and give it a try. But, again, um, I, I think at the moment we're sort of in this uh, winter transition period here from everything that I'm kind of seeing. is, And, and so slow your presentations down just a, a little bit for the, uh, uh, the walleye and sauger. They're still in those areas it's just, uh, uh, I, I think, a little bit um, slower presentation, um, you know, whether you're working uh, by the, the lock and dam or, or uh, wing dam, something, something along those lines. Yeah, just a little uh, slower presentation. And, and really, uh, I, I think in a lot of situations, too, you know, you get a good, uh, some good active minnows on the end of your line, and um, you really don't need to do a whole lot that minnow is going to move around and and uh do its thing so i, I think that uh, uh probably will do you well for finding the uh finding the walleye and having a, a little bit of success there too uh and then uh, got some reports here seeing a few things on uh, uh the bass bite is still doing uh i haven't seen many pictures this week on uh, on my social media pages for uh, for bass but uh, the reports I'm seeing, hey, you know, still catching a, a few. Bass still have to eat. They're still, uh, you know, voracious eaters. Um, but, you know, and they're in their winter haunts. Um, I would have, <clears throat> although I, I, I guess I really didn't, for the largemouth bite, yeah, I mean, you're, you know, you're working weed edges and things like that. So I'm, I don't have in my notes here, and I, didn't, I don't have the information, but, Again, I'm kind of guessing that um, they're also going to be up in those, you know, six, eight feet uh, areas as well. But, uh, um, you know, at least for the largemouth anyway, the, uh, the smallmouth might be working a little bit, uh, just a little bit deeper, um, you know, depending on, you know, if you're working maybe a wing dam or uh, uh, some riprap, places like that, uh, they might be just a, a hair deeper, but... Um. Yeah, give it a try. I mean, I mean, I, I think it would be a, a a really fun challenge being out on uh, out on the boat and and uh, aiming for some very late season uh, bass action. Um, they'll still put up a good tussle. Don't get me. You know, it doesn't matter if it's uh, December or or July. You know, they'll still uh, they'll still put up a, a a good fight. And there's a lot of great looking fish out there to. Uh, uh, to catch and um, just not a, a lot of them. And again, I think I'm going to kind of chalk some of the report the information that I've got this week with, uh, again, just um, considerably less pressure when it comes to uh, 
to fishing out there right now? Just, you know, I, I would imagine that uh, um, the majority of folks have, have put their boats away for the season. Yeah, maybe you got the, you know, little the little flat bottom to uh, uh, mess around in. You know, you can still get that in and out. And um, But uh, I, I think for the most part, the... Uh, uh, Aren't that many, aren't that many boaters out there? But so I, you know, that's good for you anyway. If you want to go out and, you know, I mean, hey, the holidays are coming. Have some folks over, have a nice fish fry. That does sound kind of does sound kind of good. So nothing, uh, nothing wrong with that. So again, you know, still got some opportunities there. I, I, you know, I guess depending on where you go, you might be able to find some areas too uh, if you. Uh, if you want to do a little shore fishing, if you can find find the right kind of areas, I think uh, uh, you might be okay. I, I'm guessing, though, a lot of places are, are uh, there's skim ice and um, just a little thin layer of ice, you know, extending out from the shore. How far it is, or again, depends on, on where you go. If you're working on you know, main channel area, you might be able to, uh, you'll certainly find some, I think, uh, uh, open water areas that, you can, you know, give a try anyway and, and, and just see, hey, challenge, you know, and the thing is, challenge yourself. Um, you know, this is just not, you know, we're, I guess you could kind of look at this as sort of a, a, a bonus uh, open water time. You know, you think, oh, December 2nd, well, we're going to have ice and, you know, got to get geared up for ice. Eh, yeah, you do, but you still have the opportunity to do some, uh, Open water fishing, you've still got access and um, haven't, you know, haven't seen much in the way, you know, nothing in terms of the, the boat landings being iced over or anything. I'm sure there's probably a little ice in some of those places, but not all of them. And, you know, I, again, yeah, think about it as, uh, you know, if you, you, know, if you got the, got the, you, you got the fishing gear, if you've got the, the warm clothes and, and things like that, uh, huh. Give it a uh, give it a whirl. I, I yeah, it, I think I might uh, take a little advantage of that this afternoon myself with uh, uh, the nice weather. I don't how I manage this. I'm not sure. I don't have a very big <laughs> to do list for the weekend, so uh, that's uh, I'm I'm not sure how that happened, but I'll take it. So you've got that uh, advantage as well. So yeah, you know, get out there and. And, and, and give it a shot. Like I said, it, it, I, I kind of look at it as, you know, here's an opportunity when I'm not, I don't normally think of uh, doing a lot of uh, open water fishing. But, hey, if the opportunity presents itself, yeah, maybe learn a few new things, uh, you know, when it comes to colder water fishing. So, yeah, and think about that. Okay, I'm going to take a, a short break. Uh, coming up on the program here in just a, a few minutes, we'll uh, recap uh, the uh, gun deer season for Wisconsin. Uh, I've got uh, a little clip from uh, a news conference from the other day from uh, the Wisconsin DNR as they, uh, uh, several individuals from the, the DNR take a look at the, uh, the gun deer season from uh, last month. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we'll, uh, we'll go over that. A few other, uh, out, other outdoor news as well. Uh, some CWD information, uh, some more hunts are coming up in the, the area, um, hunts for other species as well. So uh, a lot of ground to, uh, to cover here 
Um, not so much necessarily in the way of, of fishing this morning, but um, we'll uh, we'll get around to that as well. I got a couple of uh, uh, little uh, uh, fishing tips here from Tackle Terry Tuma that uh, I'll drop in as well. So uh, that's all uh, all coming up here this morning on the program. So I'm going to take a pause. Come back in a few moments as we continue this morning on WKTY. <clears throat> I'll clear my throat too at some point uh, as well. Mm, goodness. Anyway, back in a few moments on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you for joining me on the program this morning. It is uh, 827, and glad you could uh, could make it here for first program in December on a, uh, a brisk Saturday morning. That fresh air feels good, though. Even though it's a little on the cool side, it still feels pretty darn, pretty darn good. So, got to uh, get out there and enjoy that, get a little sunshine. Try to warm up a, a little, you know, you, you feel that warm sunshine and it, you know, and <laughs> you can just kind of like, oh, this feels like July. And then, you know, you open your eyes and it's, you know, there's frost on the ground. But, hey, take what you can get. Let's enjoy it while we can here and uh, get out uh, get out and enjoy it here. <laughs> and uh, uh, even though things were down just a, a little bit this year, uh, still a, um, a lot of nice deer being harvested uh, in Wisconsin here as uh, the uh, 2023 gun deer season wraps up. And uh, earlier this week, uh, uh, the Wisconsin DNR held a, uh, a a news conference to kind of uh, talk a little bit about the uh, some some numbers and uh, successes and, and uh, statistics regarding uh, this year's uh, gun deer season. So uh, I'm going to play a little bit of that uh, interview here. They're going to do some introductions and then... Uh, uh, get into things here so uh, let's uh, let's get to it here a wrap-up of the 2023 gun deer season here with the wisconsin dnr uh, here on wkty outdoors this media briefing is focused on the updated harvest totals and license sales from the 2023 gun deer hunt as well as a recap of hunting incidents that took place and safety reminders moving forward Joining us this morning, we have Jeff Pritzel, DNR Deer Program Specialist, and Lieutenant Mike Weber, DNR Hunter Education Administrative Warden. With that, I will turn things over to Jeff. Hey, thanks, Molly, and thanks, everybody, for joining us again today. Um, like last week, kind of the pace that was set with opening weekend that was kind of described as a quieter than average, you know, gun deer opener you know, kind of persisted through the rest of the nine-day season. Overall, our harvest numbers are down 17.6% from last year at this time and about 11% below the, the five-year average. Specifically, our buck harvest is down 14.7% from last year. Um, but remember, last year, the buck harvest was up exactly 14.7%. So that's just part of that that ebb and flow that we have, which is which is part of hunting. Across the state, 
actually the central forest zone and the southern farmland zone weren't that far off from from last year uh, down just you know three percent i think for central forest six percent for the southern farmland it was really in the central farmland which is really the biggest generator of harvest numbers and then more so in the northern forest where we saw the the decline relative to last year uh 10% in the central farm and, and closer to 20% in the northern forest. And, and the, the real driver behind the decline in harvest numbers is, is much more on the side of antlerless deer harvest. Um, again, in the central farmland where a lot of those numbers are generated and, and things you know backed off in the northern forest. And, and one thing we have to acknowledge is that, you know, that winter impact that we had last winter, especially for the northern forest, and even the northwest part of the central farmland, um, you know, certainly had an impact on deer populations. And at least in that part of the state, there were probably fewer deer on the landscape than there were last year at this time. As a relative comparison, um, you know, we've had archery hunting in the form of bow hunting and crossbow hunting ongoing for two months in the state now. And the buck registration for archery hunting over that two-month period is only running 2% behind where it was last year, which is still above the five-year average. So certainly there was some things influencing the gun deer season that were making opportunities a little more more challenging for, for, for more hunters this year. Um, and for those that, that did come away, you know, with not expectations not having been met and, and understandably, you know, disappointed with the outcome of the nine-day season, of course, just like other years, we're, we still have opportunity you know, to be had out there, especially in the farmland portions of the state. We're, we're currently in the muzzleloader season, um, which will be followed by a, a four-day antlerless season uh, that will be statewide for those that, that have antlerless permits available. And then um, the holiday hunt that happens in, in select counties in the farmland zones, both central and southern farmland. There'll be 39 counties or deer management units participating in that, in that holiday hunt this year. Um, so then, just as a reminder, as we did last week, right after the, or shortly after the press briefing here, we will upload uh, a new table with the full nine-day harvest statistics uh, to our harvest summary webpage, um, and that will be available, you know, shortly after the press release. So with that, I'll, I'll stick around for questions later, but I'll turn it over to Lieutenant Weber. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, everyone. Um, so I'd like to open up um, about, again, the gun deer incidents that occurred this year. In addition to the two um, incidents that occurred over the opening weekend of the deer gun season, we had a third incident, uh, which occurred on November 24th um, near midday, and that was in Rib Lake Township of Taylor County, uh, when a 30-year-old male was a victim of a gunshot to the upper thigh. Uh, this occurred during a deer drive when a 35-year-old male shooter shot at a deer and then struck the, the victim. Um, that victim ended up um, receiving treatment um, at the hospital. Um, so this year during the deer gun season, we ended up having a total of three incidents. Um, those incidents all were non-fatal incidents. Um, compared to uh, the 2022 um, deer gun season, um, those numbers are, are down. Um, of course, we had eight incidents at that time, and then uh, four of those incidents were self-inflicted. Um, the average hunting incidents for the last 10 years um, throughout the deer gun seasons is uh, 5.9 um, during the season. And in addition, there were no fatalities um, that occurred in six of those 10 seasons. Um, obviously, um, you know, as we continue into December here, 
um, there's various hunting seasons that are continuing. So we just want to make sure to remind hunters that as you're getting out there to really make sure to, again, follow those four main rules of firearm safety, otherwise known as the, the TAB K formula, which we stress through the hunter education program. So um, the T, treat every firearm as if it were loaded. A, always point the muzzle in a safe direction. B, be sure of your target, what's before it, and what's beyond it. And the K, keep your finger outside the trigger guard until you're ready to shoot. Um, this year, as we've said before, we've really been stressing the importance of, um, you know, that muzzle control, um, as well as making sure to properly identify your target and what's around it um, prior uh, prior to shooting. Um, obviously, with these, um, you know, the hunter education program and, and these hunting incident statistics, I do want to take time to um, thank, obviously, our uh, volunteer DNR hunter education instructors. Um, who have been um, instrumental in providing um, those those firearm safety lessons is, or lessons to the public, and then as well as of course the hunters who have gone through the the courses and have applied those those practices in the field. Um, the other thing I want to mention, obviously, with um, the seasons continuing um, and, and going on, obviously we still do have our um, twenty four seven DNR hotline, which is available to take. Um, information um, regarding natural resources violation or potentially unsafe hunting um, practices. Um, so for those hunters that are continuing to get out there, please feel free to utilize that number. And again, that's 1-800-TIP-WDNR or 1-800-847-9367. Um, I believe I'll be turning it back. All right, and we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there with, uh, with that. And <clears throat> as uh, Jeff Pritzel mentioned, uh, during the... Uh, news conference there uh that uh, there still are a few seasons uh, open for uh, for deer hunting of course uh right now the muzzleloader season goes on and uh, for a few more days through december 6th and then uh, starting on the 7th we've got the antlerless only hunt and then uh of course the uh, the christmas hunt starting on december 24th and running through uh, january uh, 1st uh there's also the of course the archery and crossbow season uh, still open uh, that's uh, that's going on into uh, to next month, uh, January seventh in some places and January thirty first in others. So uh, again, plenty of opportunities for you to uh, get out there and and enjoy some hunting. And along those lines, uh, speaking of of, uh, of deer, uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin uh, both have reported um, CWD cases in our immediate area. Um, both uh, this week, as a matter of fact, uh, yeah, in Wisconsin anyway, the DNR confirmed a, uh, a positive test result for uh, CWD in a wild deer in Jackson County, and the deer was harvested in the town of Garfield and uh, within uh, about 10 miles of the Eau Claire-Trempolo County border, so uh, just a, a, a bit north of here. So what that means for uh, deer and, and hunters here for the next uh, uh, several years anyway. Jackson County is going to renew the ban uh, already in place. And then uh, Eau Claire and Trempolo counties currently have a three-year baiting and feeding ban in place uh, from positive CWD detections in that those counties. Uh, so it, it doesn't affect those counties, but they're already under the, uh, uh, the ban anyway. Um, but uh, a little bit more about the, uh, the deer anyway. It was a... Uh, uh, a hunter harvested two-year-old buck and is the uh, the first confirmed wild CWD positive deer uh, detected in in the county. Uh, 
um, and uh, the DNR and Jackson County Deer Advisory Council are planning on holding a, a public meeting. Uh, date and location still getting figured out here, but um, at the meeting, the, the DNR will give some more information about uh, CWD in Wisconsin and local testing efforts uh, within the county. I mean, they, I, they push people to get uh, their deer tested uh, all the time, and uh, um, that's uh, that's how they find it. But, um, so, and because of, of state law, anyway, it requires that the uh, the DNR. Uh, for those that you don't don't know, if 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 you do, um, I know you, you already know this, but uh, for those that don't, anyway, but state law requires that the DNR enact a three year baiting and feeding ban in counties where uh, CWD has been found, as well as a two year ban in adjoining counties within uh, ten miles of a, a CWD detection. And then, if additional cases are found uh, during that ban. Um, the ban will renew for an additional two or three years. So, and of course, uh, DNR reminds the public that it is illegal to hunt over a area previously used for legal baiting and feeding until that area is completely free of bait or feed for 10 consecutive days. And uh, baiting or feeding deer, of course, encourages them to congregate unnaturally around a shared food source where if a deer is infected, can spread the CWD to uh, uh, through direct contact with other healthy deer or indirectly by leaving um, infectious prions, uh, which is uh, uh, what that is, uh, in uh, uh, their saliva, blood, feces, and urine. So um, just need to uh, be aware of that. And then, ah, where'd that go? There we go. Uh, and then uh, earlier this week as well, a, uh, in Minnesota, anyway, a deer harvested during the open weekend of firearms season near Wabasha uh, was uh, or has tested positive for uh, CWD. Uh, a, a hunter harvested an adult male deer uh, in uh, permit area 342 within uh, the southeastern Minnesota CWD surveillance zone uh, where hunters were required to have their deer tested for CWD uh, during the opening weekend of firearms season. Um, and uh, Minnesota DNR had added that particular area to the uh, surveillance zone uh, this year in response to detections of CWD in wild deer in uh, bordering Buffalo County on the other side of the river uh, back in uh, 2022. Um, and uh, according to uh, Minnesota DNR, uh, with the discovery, uh, the DNR's current CWD response plan uh, calls for uh, three years of mandatory testing to help determine the potential prevalence of the disease in uh, that hunting area and surrounding uh, hunting areas. They don't uh, they break it down by hunting areas and not necessarily by counties like they do in Wisconsin. Um, but again, and and the thing is too, you know, much of uh, I don't know if it would matter if they break it. However, they break it down anyway. But you know. Uh, much of southeastern Minnesota includes areas where CWD has been found in, in wild deer or areas that uh, uh, are considered at risk for disease transmission. Um, and uh, they did, uh, in this uh, news release anyway, they said uh, as of November 27, they've tested more than 130,000 deer since 2002, but uh, as of uh, late last month, uh, 236 have tested positive. Uh, most of those uh, in southeastern Minnesota, um, but uh, uh, the data anyway that they've got indicates the disease is 
uh, still relatively uh, rare in Minnesota. So, but uh, again, CWD affects um, white-tailed deer, moose, and elk, and uh, isn't uh, or has no known cure anyway. Uh, it's found in, and of course, more than uh, half the states uh, in the U.S. So, uh, again, uh, uh, some unwelcome news there in in that respect, uh, both in uh, uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin, as it comes to uh, as regards to uh, chronic wasting disease. It is uh, eight forty, coming up on eight forty three. I'll take a break. Be back in a moment here as we continue with WKTY Outdoors on a December morning, a chilly December morning. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. It is 8.45, and before we hop back into uh, outdoor news, just, I guess it's still technically outdoors, uh, but uh, college football coming your way uh, a little later on this morning, starting at 11.40 with uh, uh, Drew Kelly and Terry Erickson bringing you all the action uh, from UWL as uh, they continue on in the uh, NCAA Division III quarterfinal game today against uh, number one ranked North Central College of Illinois and uh, that ought to be a, a dandy of a football game. And uh, was just uh, looking at uh, uh, some of the uh, the stats from, and they've played them three times before, uh, are one and two uh, against uh, uh, against them. But uh, um, yeah, the uh, the last time they played was uh, they played games in 2012 and 2013, uh, and then the last time they played was uh, down in Naperville, Illinois. Uh, in 2021, and uh, lost that game 34 to 20. But uh, let's hope things. Uh, uh, we got a new team and and a fired up team. Uh, ought to be a great game, and uh, looking forward to uh, uh, to listening to that this afternoon as well. So uh, again, that's going to start at 11:40 this morning uh, here on WKTY as uh, uh, the Eagles continue their quest for another Division Three. Football crown, so looking forward to looking forward to that. That's uh, that's going to be a ton of fun. I'm kind of pumped up about that one, considering the way they've been uh, they've been playing lately. Man, fun stuff. Okay, uh, before we uh, move on to the next thing here, I do have a I do want to get uh, this in here too a uh, a fishing tip from Tackle Terry Tuma here talking. Uh, well, we're we're talking a little ice fishing uh, related. Uh, topic here this morning with uh, with Terry. I just tackle Terry too. I'll bring another fishing tip. A uh, tip a, few, a couple of weeks ago we talked about panfish rods. Let's talk about walleye rods. What should we use for a walleye rod? And really, a walleye rod is uh, depending on if we're going to use light jigs to heavy jigging spoons. Uh, usually require a little bit uh, faster action. Uh, the presentation is uh, always more crisp, if you will, with a fast tip. And fast tips can protect like four pound line, six pound line, and if you're jigging with light jigs or spoons, uh, you do need a fast action tip. And if you're going to heavier jigs, then consider fast action medium power blanks. And here too, the, uh, the uh, generally speaking, uh, 28 to 42 inch range is really uh, uh, intended for six to 12 pound line, 
But here, too, if you're dead sticking, again, what I do is I don't use a bobber. I use a fast tip in a rod uh, holder, if you will. Maybe it's on a bucket. Maybe it's a free uh, standing rod holder. And then just uh, that tip itself, if it's very, very fast action, it'll just sort of, shall we say, bend down, and the fish won't feel if it's that fast. And that gives you enough time to grab that rod and set the hook. Many times, this type of dead sticking is more productive than jigging. All right. Well, thank you very much, Terry. That's uh, uh, good information to share as we uh, contemplate ice fishing season here, uh, which is uh, about all we can uh, uh, do in the area at the moment. But uh, hey, we'll uh, uh, we'll be able to get out there uh, soon enough and uh, give that stuff a try. Yeah, and you know, maybe some new walleye rods on the Christmas list. It's not too late. No. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Plenty of time to. Uh, and that add that to the list. As long as you've been good, you know. Hey, Santa's still watching. You, know, you might be an adult, but Santa's still watching. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to some uh, some hunting news here this morning. Here as uh, we wind things on this morning, uh, Wisconsin DNR reminds uh, black bear hunters that applications uh, for the 2024 season are due here in uh, in just a few days. Uh, due by 11:59 p.m. on December the 10th. And uh, hunters can purchase applications for permit drawings online through uh, Go Wild, the the DNR's license portal, or at uh, an authorized license agent. And uh, preliminary estimates show hunters harvested more than 2,900 bear during the 2023 black bear season. Um, You know, final harvest totals will be available at a later date, they said. But in the meantime, uh, DNR staff and the the Bear Advisory Committee are determining recommendations for harvest quotas for the uh, the 2024 season. Uh, and the drawing for uh, 2024 harvest authorizations uh, will be taking place in, uh, in, in February. And certainly uh, with the, the growing interest in bear hunting in the state and uh, a limited number of licenses, uh, the DNR is encouraging the public to uh, review management zone boundaries and license wait times while making uh, uh, hunting plans. Um, bear permit applicants must apply at least once during any period of three consecutive years to retain their accumulated preference points. Otherwise, all accumulated preference points uh, uh, will be lost. Uh, and if an applicant is selected in the drawing, uh, their preference points will reset to zero, even if they do not purchase the, uh, the harvest permit. Uh, so applicants uh, should be aware of their uh, drawing status. And uh, if they are selected, they'll be notified in the mail and uh, then may purchase their 2024 Class A bear license uh, beginning in March. Uh, applicants will also have uh, may also check their status online through the uh, uh, their Go Wild uh, customer account. Um, but uh, the uh, the bear season is uh, starting in uh, September in uh, zones A, B, and D. Uh, start September 4th and. Uh, run through October 8th with a couple of variations there, and then uh, zones E, E, C, E, and F are September 4th through the, uh, excuse me, through October the 8th of next year. And um, so you've got uh, a little better than a week to uh, through next Sunday, as a matter of fact. So uh, don't wait around to get that taken care of here. Okay, I've got to take one last break, and then uh, I'll be back with Uh, More of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM.
back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, and just a few minutes left to go in the program. So uh, thank you very much for listening uh, this morning, by the way. I'm going to drop this last uh, little uh, tip in from, uh, from Tackle Terry Tuma here before I, uh, uh, before I forget. And uh, I talked about, uh, a few minutes ago, talked about rods. Now, uh, now, we're talking about, uh, now we're talking about reels for ice fishing. Hi, this is Tackle Terry Tuma. I'll bring you another fishing tip. But something uh, that we don't ever talk about is what kind of reels should we use for ice fishing? Uh, you know, if you, uh, and we know about the back reel, is we just don't do that in the wintertime. And, but, you know, a drag system are extremely, extremely important. With a drag system, uh, what we have to understand here is, first of all, constantly check it. If you got a reel that has sort of a jump, what I call a jumpy drag where it sort of skips a little bit, sort of jerks, you need to use a different reel. Uh, you need to some, uh, do something that you can constantly uh, check and uh, has to have a smooth drag system. If not, uh, what's going to happen uh, with the colder weather, uh, it's going to really cause uh, some uh, fish being not only not being hooked correctly, but also breaking off the line. So drag systems are extremely important. If you again, if you got a drag system, uh, especially with the uh, ultralight line, uh, if it goes uh, from tight to loose in two or three clicks, it's very ineffective. Thank you very much, Terry, for that uh, that tip. And um, yeah, Terry's uh, actually this weekend up at the. Uh, uh, the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show up in uh, uh, St. Paul. If you uh, are heading up that way, uh, gosh, enjoy yourself. It's a uh, a fabulous time uh, to uh, check out everything that's new on the market for uh, for ice fishing, and uh, it's a it's a wonderful show. So we'll uh, uh, carry on again here uh, uh, shortly here to uh, to talk more about uh, ice fishing and. We'll talk a little bit about the show as well, but uh, kind of wrapping things up here this morning here too, um, and and some really good programs I think uh, coming up uh, in the next uh, several weeks for uh, uh, the Minnesota Outdoor Skills and Stewardship uh, Series Winter Webinars. They kind of released a, a list that runs from December through February here, um, actually into yeah through February here. Um, but uh, the first one coming up. Uh, this coming Wednesday, as a matter of fact, they're free to attend. You just have to go to the DNR website and, and register. But a uh, great way to spend uh, spend a lunch hour between uh, noon and 1. Um, and uh, the one coming up this Wednesday, anyway, is Extreme Ice Adventures. And, and boy, that just brings to mind a lot of really, really cool things. Um, they've got a bunch of experts talking about uh, extreme sports uh, on ice, from ice boating, which is, is uh, just un- unbelievable, uh, to ice climbing, which I, is uh, very, very cool, uh, and, uh, and much more. But uh, they'll be talking about those outdoor activities and, and how you can participate. Um, and then the following week, the 13th, is uh, uh, talking about owls. And, of course, uh, got the International Owl Center over in Houston there. But uh, uh, they'll be talking about owls in Minnesota. And then, uh, actually, the one coming up that I'm looking forward to is uh, uh, just saw it the other day, as a matter of fact, uh, chasing and photographing the northern lights. Uh, and that's pretty cool. So um, that's going to be a, a fun one. But, yeah, they've got uh, talking about uh, uh, tracking in the snow, uh, ice fishing information, uh, all sorts of things uh, outdoor-related. And uh, uh, just, you know, uh, like I said, it's a, to me it's a really fun way to, uh, to spend a lunch hour and, and uh, uh, learn a few things, have a little fun, enjoy myself, and 
take a nice break. I hope you get the opportunity to do that. Again, uh, you can just go to the DNR Minnesota DNR website and find all that uh, good information there about uh, uh, all the upcoming webinars uh, they've got. So, going to wrap things up for this Saturday. Again, thank you so much for listening. I uh, I appreciate you being here. Hope you enjoyed the program. Got some good information. Uh, maybe a few ideas for uh, uh, activities to get out and enjoy this weekend. And uh, yeah, maybe one or two items for the old Christmas list as well. Anyhow, you, uh, you be safe, be well, and we'll see you again next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors.